Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profit. I know words have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Friday morning to you. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, broadcasting live, deep behind enemy lines, south of the border from my end, and on the road, in a car with his windows open, <laughs> is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? I have no idea anymore. It's... Uh... I literally just did a morning show like 45 minutes ago and no problems. Like, I don't know what happened to my mic in the last 45 minutes. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, we're, we're having some, some sound issues that hopefully you guys won't even be able to hear when we post this episode because I will use all of my technological skills in filtering that out in post. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh too hard we are. at your technical skills. <laughs> hey, I do know how to do that, though. It's like the one thing I know how to do. I will get rid of that sound. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess we need to start with uh, all the egg on my face from the end of the last episode. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode yet... <laughs> There is a chance. Now, this has never happened before. I have no idea what's going on, Justin, but there's a slight chance. I may have overstated the the case of uh, the 10-year-old girl not being true. Now, I, I've never, I don't know what to expect here because I've never been wrong before. What am I in for here, Justin? Well, what's this going to be like? I don't know because it is kind of, there is definitely some question as to whether or not you're actually wrong or, or either of us are, are wrong. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and lead yeah. in and then I'll tell you kind of the follow up that I've been finding on some of this stuff because it is kind of fucking okay. insane. Yeah. So let's uh, just <laughs> a brief recap. I went on a slight rant at the end of the last episode. This was on Wednesday afternoon we ju i just posted it last night we just uh it took us a while to get the files together and uh we just had things going on so uh, the episode wasn't out until last night so i could have just taken that all out <laughs> and saved myself some embarrassment but with the being the uh a man of the utmost integrity i left it in there and Basically, what I was saying was that this story about this 10-year-old girl that the media ran with was just complete bullshit. I didn't believe any of it. Like, I didn't believe it for a second. Now, I embellished a little bit for uh, effect. I tend to do that when you're podcasting. It's, uh, you know, it helps. 
it makes the show a little more entertaining. But I basically said that I think there's 0% chance that this story is true. And in typical fashion, this is this is the kind of month that I've been having, I guess, month and a half now. Literally right when we wrap the show, it's like five minutes later, I go, I pull up my phone and it's like my phone had been listening to me because the first thing in my Twitter feed was this story from uh, what was like the Ohio Dispatch or something saying that they've now arrested this illegal immigrant for the rape of this 10 year old girl. And uh, he's apparently confessed to it. Now, at the time, this is even more unbelievable. She was nine years old. So the story was complete bullshit. <laughs> she was nine years. So they're saying that um, this nine-year-old girl was raped repeatedly by this guy, this Guatemalan guy living in Ohio. And up until Wednesday afternoon, they didn't have any any corroborating evidence, there was nothing. There was no police report. There was no report of the, the doctor reporting like a, a child abuse, rape, sexual assault to anything, to anybody. They wouldn't follow up for comment. Like they reached out to her for comment. She wouldn't fucking comment on anything. So there was nothing. This was just one of those unnamed uncorroborated um, anonymous sources essentially that the media has been running with since uh, I don't know, probably since the, the longest, the, the, the first one, big one that I remember was the hands up, don't shoot. Or, or was that, or Trayvon Martin, maybe was that, was Trayvon before that? I think Trayvon was before that. Yeah, it was Tra yeah. Trayvon, so Martin Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. The, uh, hands up. Um, whatever that guy's name was, the, yeah, uh, Michael Brown. Yeah, Michael Brown was the yeah, hands Michael up, don't Brown. shoot, and Trayvon Martin was the the hoodie rebellions or whatever before that. Yeah, yeah, though that seemed to be like, or at least for me, like when it really clicked, I was like, oh, dude, these guys are fucking liars. Like they will just take it. They will take a story with nothing, no nothing to back it up, and they will just run with it. And this story just seemed a little bit too convenient for me to buy hook, line, and sinker. Now, if you go back and listen to the the, the episode, I stand by 95% of what I said there. I probably shouldn't have said that there was a 0% chance that this story was true because technically it is possible for something like this to happen. It is extremely, extremely rare. Extremely rare. The rarest of rare cases, I would say. When you have a prepubescent girl getting pregnant from rape, missing the cutoff of the Ohio um, abortion law by three days. It was like, it was like perfect. She missed, just missed it by like a couple days and she couldn't get there. So she had to drive across state lines and it was just like it hit every single one of the ridiculous pro-choice talking points one after another right after Roe v. Wade. And there was no corroborating evidence whatsoever. So I stand by my initial reaction to this calling bullshit. I think any anybody, your your reaction to a, a news story, especially one that gets picked up by the, the corporate press and it's all over social media, regardless of the political tilt, you know, right, left, whatever, your initial reaction should be bullshit. Prove it. And in this case, like, I have no idea why anybody 
like what the, the, the media has done to garner blind support where you will just hear a story. They will say that they can't back any of this up and you will just retweet it and, you know, and run with it. I think that is the height of irresponsibility. I, I would rather be calling bullshit on that. And in the very unlikely case that I am actually wrong on this, um, being wrong, like, okay, if I'm wrong in that scenario, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take the loss there. And, um, I'm just not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They've been doing this for fucking 20 years. It's all like they've never been right. So I guess in hindsight, they were due to just like blindly fall into a completely bullshit story actually becoming true. I still I'm still um, not they entirely for convinced that it's I mean, the, the scenario around right. this guy turning himself in like as soon as the Ohio attorney general comes out and says there's been no reports to our office which means that either the doctor was doing something illegal or it never happened. There's been, like, no rape kit, no nothing. There's no evidence that's been turned into the Ohio Attorney General's office that would indicate that any of this is real. And then within, like, what, two days, some Guatemalan illegal just, like, randomly walks up to a police station and turns himself in and starts giving all of this story that, like, perfectly matches up with this story. Like, it just seems way too convenient it does it, it seems as convenient as all the other thing. like as soon as they they came up with this guy now it's like oh no they reported it on june 22nd this this agency reported to the police like they had all of a sudden they had all the things that we were looking for when they initially reported the story it all just came up at the last second after everybody was calling bullshit on this, and rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, like, it, it all just and comes it out does, of the blue. I mean, it, it all magically be- appears out of nowhere. It's like, oh, well, as it as it just yeah. so happens, we did actually have all of this stuff. See, here it is, and just look. look. Right. We don't have a good reason for why <laughs> and, we didn't have it at the time of the whole story coming out. Not to mention the fact that the whole argument being used was this new Ohio abortion bill that went into place, except that it's still technically pending. It doesn't go into effect until sometime either later in the year or at the first of next year. So even even if this new abortion bill wasn't in the still in the pending phase, it still hasn't gone into effect yet. So the so the girl still could have gotten an abortion under the current under right. the current laws in Ohio. I know. Like Yeah. It's all so ridiculous. And if they had just ran with the story like they had, like, hey, we just arrested this guy who had who had, uh, you know, admitted to raping this 10 year old girl and she had to drive. Then like that story, it's like, wow, that's a that's an unbelievable story. But I would believe it. I would be much more inclined to believe it if the first story was we just arrested this guy for raping this girl. And it turned out like she couldn't get this abortion. So she drove across state lines and. But no, no, that's not how they run the story. Um, they they run the story with nothing, and the president mentions it in a speech, and it gets all this national attention, and it just reeks of complete bullshit. This guy does this reeks of a fucking patsy to me. So like, I am not convinced that this is actually true. I think this might be them covering their tracks, trying to save some face here, uh, because you've been seeing these like all of these like fucking idiot social justice warrior leftists on like Twitter, like taking this huge victory lap. You're like, Oh, I thought the story was false and like blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, I guess I go ahead and take your victory lap on this one. Uh, 
if it is true, you guys got so fucking lucky on this one. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable that this is actually like that this turned out to be true. Like all of these things. But um yeah, it sounds like this could be a, a patsy situation. The one article I was reading said that they took DNA from the abortion clinic where they performed the procedure. And obviously they're going to take a, a DNA swab of this guy now that he's apparently confessed. Like there was no details on how they picked him up either. It was just like, here's the guy. And I don't know how that happens, but maybe when they reported it on June 22nd, they mentioned this guy. This is the guy that did it. There was no details on that, but so apparently they should be able to match up this DNA. If that comes out, then I will have to, uh, I think I will have to eat this one. I will have to eat this loss. Um, I, I, I don't know. It just, th this story is just still so ridiculous to me for a number of reasons. Like even in like in their worst case scenario for the pro-choice uh, group here, like the worst case scenario you could possibly imagine, the girl still gets an abortion. <laughs> it's like she had to drive a little bit. Like, I, I don't understand why this is even a thing. And that was the other point that I was making. A, I didn't believe that this story was true in the unlikely event that it is true. So what? I mean, the, the worst aspect of this is that this poor nine-year-old girl was being fucking molested by a fucking creep from Guatemala. Um, that's horrific. The, the idea that she had to, like her parents had to drive a couple hours to get an abortion. And they actually, like you were saying, they didn't technically have to yet. The thing that pisses um, me so off more than anything out. about it is like, what kind of shitty fucking parents are these? The, like your kid has been getting molested like repeatedly by this Guatemalan illegal and she got, she got raped <laughs> I, I and got pregnant yeah. and you waited seven or eight weeks until or like you know six and a half weeks well, yeah we don't really know exactly yeah we don't know anything about that like he could have been like a relative i guess you know there's it's kind of hard to put that on the parents but yeah i, I would just be so protective of my little nine-year-old girl like i don't know what they would be doing with some like was he 22 or how old I, is this guy however old it is oh, i have 22 uh, in my mind like yeah if this was happening to one of my kids, the dude would be in the ground. Like that's, I, I don't understand how parents don't know that. Yeah. The, number one, it's a nine, ten-year-old kid. Like, how do you not know what's going on? How do you allow it to continue to happen? How do you like? What's the what's the process that this all? Yeah. I mean, it happens out? a lot, and then the kids the kids are like afraid to say stuff, you know, and like because they 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 blame themselves, like they think they did something wrong, or they don't know what what to do. So it's like it can happen behind closed doors, and the parents can not know about it. But uh, once you do know about it, apparently they knew about it on June twenty second, uh, according to the new the new revelations in this story. That's when. As a parent, I would start raising hell, and there would be, there would be a lot of things to document as to the veracity of these uh, allegations. Like, there would be no doubt about it that this actually happened. If it was my fucking kid, uh, there would be a lot of there would be a lot of me uh, making a big deal about this, and um, it would be pretty easy to verify. It wouldn't be all this like weird, shady shit behind closed doors after the fact. Uh, that that's all I got to say about that. But I do, I do just think that 
this is the the height of irresponsibility of uh, journalism to take a story like this and run with it. Now, this like a story like this doesn't have the grave consequences, uh, y- you know, but they will do stuff like the hands up, don't sh- shoot stuff. Like they will start riots in cities where cities will burn to the fucking ground. People will die. People's lives will be ruined based on a completely unverified bullshit story. And they will just pick it up and run with it and, and accept no responsibility for the consequences of that. I, if you believe this story off the bat, you have a problem. You have a problem. It's, it's just confirmation bias. And, you know, we all have that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would love to believe a story like this. Like it happens all the time. You get the, we'll get into AOC in a little bit, our favorite big booty Latina, but you know, she's like, oh, yeah, all these, you know, most rapes go unreported and blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, but uh, mo- most rapes are, are not uh, nine-year-old girls, uh, you know, driving across like state. So, like, they're, they're trying to make the case that this happens a lot more than we know about. And uh, nine-year-old girls getting impregnated, I don't think that happens a lot more than we know about. I think if there was an epidemic of that going on. Uh, we would we would know about it, and it would be a big fucking deal. To that would be the people. biggest deal. Like they would be using that as the anchor for this to just like be like, this is why we need it. It's happening all the time. Here it is. Like that that would be their the thing that they were running with to the yeah. finish line to ensure that nothing ever yeah. you know <laughs> that Roe versus yeah. Wade um, got reinstated and like abortion became law of the land and all of that stuff like. If this was legitimately this like epidemic that's going uh, unnoticed, they would be all over it. It's but it is like um, like on the statistics of it, um, abortions for incest Highly is like point zero 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 one percent, and and uh, abortions due to rape is like zero point six percent or something like. It's less than a or yeah, it's a. Uh, it's less than a tenth of a percent. I think it it might actually be zero point zero six five percent, or how many are due to. It's like crazy right. low. Right, and then how how many of those? Yeah, how many of those are happening with girls under the age of twelve? Like, I, I mean, if you would have asked me like a few days ago if uh, a nine year old can get pregnant, I would say no. Highly, highly unlikely. Um. I, I, you know, I did look this up the other day that the, the youngest woman to ever get pregnant was five years old. Apparently, It was in like 1930. Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't either, but it happened. And it, I don't know. <laughs> That's that. I mean, these are, these are very rare things like a prepubescent girl getting pregnant um, is, is not something that I, I think should drive policy. But again, like, dude, so they had to drive a little bit to go get the procedure. Like, that's not, I I don't understand why that's a big deal. I really don't. Other than the fact that gas prices are going through the fucking roof. Um, You know, that's the the, the biggest uh, thing there is that, yeah, it's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars in gas. Well, and like we talked about at the end of the show last time, like, people drive across state lines for medical procedures all the time like you have to see a specialist that's in uh like 
there are specialists in Nashville and stuff like that. There are specialists in St. Louis. There's, you know, specialists in Louisville. Like, yeah. if you live here, even though we have Indy and uh, we actually have good medical facilities here, like, you may have to drive two or three hours to one of these other big cities because that's where the specialist is that does this stuff. I mean, Canadians drive across the, across national lines all the time to come to the U.S. to get certain uh, procedures and tests and stuff done because it's because even with their universal health care, it's more efficient and they get better care by coming here and getting the stuff done here. I mean, you talked about it. You know, they fly to Mexico to have dental work done like it's this is not something that's unusual. Uh, it's I don't know. No, it's it's actually a lot more common due to the, all the problems in our healthcare system. I know somebody that that took a trip to um, it was Columbia because they had to get uh, they had to get some something done with their teeth, like a, a root canal, I think it was, and it ended up being cheaper to f- go to Columbia, rent an apartment for a month, live there, get the proceed get the root canal done all expense the the flight the apartment for the month the procedure was cheaper than getting it done in the u.s and you get a nice little vacation out of it it's they've done an unbelievable job of fucking up our healthcare system so the idea that you have to drive a little bit to get something done if it's worth doing that should not be a big deal and honestly like we should be thankful that we have uh, all of these um, uh, scientific and technological and medical advancements within driving distance. <laughs> like, I, I mean, yeah, it's a little inconvenient if you have to drive across state lines. You got to pay some tolls. You got to pay, you know, you got to pay the government roads and you have to sit in traffic and get stuck behind some fucking douchebag going 55 in the left lane. But I mean, I just can't, I don't understand why they think this is such a fucking devastating talking point. Like they're dunking on us because they had to go across state lines. It's like, all right, I, I don't get it. In your worst case scenario, the most unlikely scenario to ever take place, this poor little girl gets raped, is pregnant, misses the cutoff by three days. It's like oh, three strikes and you're out. You have to drive a couple hours and you still get the abortion and everything's fine after that so that's your worst case scenario and i'm supposed to be like oh you know what we should just have abortions up until you know three minutes after the baby's born then just so that just so that that person doesn't have to drive across state lines i'm sorry it's not a convincing i mean everything about their everything about their arguments has to rely on the most uh low percentage ridiculous thing that never happens in order for it to be justified. Like that's, that's how they justify everything that they do is by using the least likely scenario. Like, well, this thing might happen, uh, one out of a million times and we have to protect the right to, to defend this one thing. So because we have to defend this one thing, then that means everybody should be able to get an abortion right up to 39 weeks and six days. Like that's, yeah. Yeah, the the logic there doesn't follow. <clears throat> and um yeah, all their arguments seem to just be a matter of convenience. It's like, well, this would be really inconvenient to have to drive across state lines. Like, all right, well, I don't know what to tell you. 
I'd rather I'd rather uh, have a little inconvenience than a bunch of babies being killed. Um, I, I don't know, but yeah, to to run with this story again, let me just hammer this point home. Even if it turns out that you idiots are got this one right and I got it wrong, even if in the unlikely scenario that that is the case, I still think. I'm right on this one. Like my reaction to this is right. My thinking on this is right. And I will be right more often than not. If you just hear a story and it's, there's no evidence to back it up and you call bullshit because of the, you know, the confluence of circumstances that they're, everything just is way too perfect with this one for their narrative. If it fits the narrative weights, like cartoonishly perfect, it's usually not true. And this one was just like cartoonishly perfect for the narrative that they're trying to push on the American people. So um, I don't think you should run with stories like that on social media. As a journalist, I think you're a fucking hack if you do. And it's the height of irresponsibility. I stand by almost everything I said. I should have given it a point zero zero one percent chance of being true. I mean, in hindsight, I stand by it too. Sure. I mean, it, <laughs> so there's my apology. Here's Even looking at all of the stuff that's coming out <laughs> around this, like it's still, it's still hard to believe that any of it's actually real. Like it, it just feels like so much of a, uh, yeah. a going back to try to cover up the things that they missed the first time around. Is like they so whoever put this story together didn't yeah. didn't plan it out and didn't expect to get any backlash from it. They just thought that it would be you know immediately accepted as truth because. Why would anybody question the narrative that they run with? That's, and yeah. so now they're having to fill in the blanks after the fact. Like that's that's all it's it feels like. It's yeah. Well, and that's yeah, and that's what happens when you live in these bubbles. Like where like this is a very plausible situation to them. It happens all the time. So why would anybody question it? Like obviously this would be true. Obviously, I mean all these rapes are going on unreported, and this is exactly what we were afraid was going to happen. And look here, it happened and. Man, this is if this is the if this is true and this actually happened, uh, this will be the only time that it happens. In oh shit, I don't want to say that and jinx it and have a bunch of little girls get raped. Uh, it will be very rare. It will be very rare. But it is not impossible. It is certainly not impossible. But it's extremely, extremely rare and unlikely, and thankfully so. I'm glad there's not a lot of nine-year-old girls getting impregnated by fucking scumbags and having to get abortions. So um, I'm glad that this is rare, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I hope I didn't just jinx it and put a lot of girls in, in jeopardy. You know, I, I, I'm scrolling through looking at the different headlines that are associated with this story, and, and now they're using the... Uh... So there are Republican lawmakers who are using this to to try to prop up. Well, if the if the U.S. government was actually enforcing the uh, immigration laws and protecting the borders, then we wouldn't have this problem. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, they're going to spin this they're going to spin this story out into attacking every single possible angle that they can from both sides. Like this this thing is getting insane. It is, yeah. It's so fucking stupid, man. And I, yeah, I saw that. At like the first, the article, I was like looking at the comments, and everyone's like, illegal, illegal, illegal. And it's like, dude, that is so fucking gay. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Like, you are such a little fucking douchebag. Like, who cares where this guy came from or how he got here? 
that has nothing to do with it. And so, yeah, like the, the left was like rightfully attacking that. It's like, oh, watch these right wingers just pivot to this being all about immigration and having an illegal here. And that's what they did. Um, it, that was pathetic. That was just like a pathetic fucking right wing talking point. That was just like, you are such a little douchebag if that's what you pivot to on this. Like you can, you can be a man and admit that there's a 0.01% chance you got this wrong and stand by most of the things that you said, <laughs> or you could be like, well, illegal immigration. See, this is the real problem here. <laughs> it's like, Oh God, politics is, it just makes people so fucking stupid. So stupid. Another reason why we should just get rid of the whole thing. If there was no politics, just imagine the utopia. Well, maybe part of the world is going to start figuring that out, uh, whether or not that works. Estonia, the prime minister resigned so that they can form a new government. So that's uh, the elections and stuff for that are going to happen in March. I don't know. Nobody knows what this new government is going to look like necessarily. Um, but in March of next year, Estonia is going to have elections and they are going to everybody's resigning. It's not just the prime minister. Like everybody's going to resign. They're going to hold general elections and they're just going to try something different, I guess. Um, the, uh, oh, that, that's amazing. How do we get apparently everybody to run resign inflation up to like 22%? Um, and that'll, that'll do it. That's what I know. What you, oh shit. We're, we're halfway so there. Uh, maybe we should, maybe we should send a few more, uh, another like 40 billion to Ukraine and we can get to that point. Uh, so and then, and then what we got? Yeah, let's the Italian it. prime minister resigned, but then the Italian president rejected the resignation. So that's kind of looking uh, weird and sketchy. Uh, Emmanuel Macron in France has is being forced to resign because he took the side of a bunch of corporations and stuff and let Uber and some other shit happen instead of uh, instead of actually looking out for. The French people. He was sad, saddling up with the the corporations, and uh, and they determined that that was uh, unethical. So Macron's being forced to resign. Uh, Boris Johnson resigned because he's just incredibly unpopular and does a bunch of dumb shit. And then uh, and then the the Sri Lanka uh, prime minister also resigned. Although that's a little bit different situation since the presidential palace was. Uh, overrun, and he was literally fleeing for his life at the time of his resignation. But yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of world leaders are getting run out of power. How how long before we get that here in the U.S. is what I would really like to know. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I.coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's pretty wild that that they're just dropping like flies. And you have to think that I mean, you were making the point before we started uh, officially recording that this has a lot to do with inflation. It has a lot to do with uh, the the response to COVID, like these lockdowns, this this is part of the effect of that. Like they've done an unbelievable job of messing everything up over, you know, a, a thing that turned out to not be exactly what it was supposed to be. A, a lot less uh, deadly and severe than they predicted. And all of these motherfuckers should be run out of office. They should all have to fucking flee like Sh- Sri Lanka. And, uh, it's it's incredible. I don't know what you this is why, you know, the January 6th hearings are still going on because our pussy politicians are terrified of of the scenario that the uh, Sri Lanka and and what's going on over here. None of these motherfuckers want to resign. None of them. I mean, they're all like 85 fucking years old dragging themselves around DC. They they don't want to go anywhere, and their biggest fear is yeah the armed American public coming after them. Well, and like I know we talked a little bit about it. You've got the uh, the farmer protests that have been going on over in Europe as well, and that's that's not just our uh, what was it? It started in yeah. the Netherlands, was it? I can't remember now. But anyway, it's uh, French farmers have been protesting, German farmers have been protesting. There have been, it's, it has spread out across all of Europe and it's not just like, it's not something new. This has been going on for, for a while. It just doesn't get reported. Um, not necessarily the farmer protests exactly, but there have been farmer protests that like the farmer protests are not new. They have been doing it for two or three years. There have been multiple instances where over the years, the farmers pull up to the Capitol, the Capitol buildings and dump manure on the steps of the Capitol building. Like they this has been going on for a while, and and all of this stuff is really starting to to push to a head because you know because we have global food shortages because we have rampant inflation not just here in the U.S. but across the entire globe like it everywhere that has been going about everything in this like Keynesian model and taking what the the U.S. has been kind of trying to do to its fruition you're seeing a massive failure of that, of that, uh, like that game plan. And, and it's resulting in massive unrest for the general populace. So like, it, it, this is a, an interesting case study that we're getting to kind of watch unfold in real time with all of these protests and, and resignations and everything else that's, that's been going on here. Uh, and finally starting to get at least, some mild amount of coverage like nobody's actually going into depth and talking about this stuff but but it is at least something that's you know popping up on a twitter timeline from time from time to time now yeah and well you have these these political classes like speaking of living in bubbles like these people are completely insulated from the effects of their policy they can just give themselves 25 percent or 22 percent pay increases when they run inflation up to 22%, they're already way fucking overpaid. They make 10 times the, or not 10 times, but well, yeah, 10 times in totality, but their base salary is like five times the median 
uh, salary in the U.S. Like they're making two hundred grand a year. Most people, you know, you look at it, they're making like fifty five thousand dollars a year or something like that. And and these pussy politicians are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then they, you know, insider trade and all this shit. They go into D.C. poor. They're leaving fucking millionaires. They have no idea the costs of, of anything. They don't pay for anything. Everything's comp. They get personal fucking chauffeurs and it's uh it's such a fucking racket and they are so detached from the average person's struggles that they'll put in these policies that, you know, the the cost of gas will go up like thirty percent, forty percent. And these people whose livelihoods depend on something like that uh, are rightfully fucking outraged because these politicians are just, you know, virtue signaling. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight climate change and blah, 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 blah. So we don't have to suffer. We're going to pat ourselves on the back for being these great people who care about the environment. We're going to institute these policies that will do nothing. Speaking of zero percent, this will do zero for so-called climate change issues. Anything that they're instituting over in Europe is not going to have any fucking effect. It just won't. Uh, if you're not China or India doing these things, it's not going to have a fucking effect. So they get to, you know, destroy what's left of the, the lower middle classes in these areas with these ridiculous policies and insulate themselves as they fly around in private jets and go to catered fucking parties and, and live off of the fucking backs of the people that vote for them. It's it's despicable and it's long past due that they get run out of Absolutely. town. Absolutely. Yeah, and cool. you know, uh, speaking of people who should probably be run out of town, ready to cover uh, AOC's big booty if it if it's even possible to cover that thing. I mean that dress was struggling. Absolutely. I'm gonna wait. Woo. All right. Favorite big booty Latina. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. <laughs> Dude, that guy is fucking hilarious. I had never really heard of this guy, but he was just sitting on the steps. It's Alex Stein. I guess he's like a conservative comedian. And he's on the steps of, of Congress or something like that. And he's just heckling. I think he was doing it to a bunch of people, right? Anybody that was walking up, he was just fucking off the cuff heckling them. AOC rolls up. Let's let's play the audio here. I got it somewhere. It'll take me a second to find it. But dude, uh, my buddy sent me that. Like I woke up to that at like 6 a.m. And it, like somebody sent it to me and I was playing it and it was just so goddamn funny. And then, of course, you have AOC overreacting to it. Dude, dude I can't stand women that are like these drama over dramatic fucking pains in the ass and and really stupid to boot. And that is fucking AOC. And it just drives me crazy. And it's always like good looking chicks, too, that are like. They have nothing going for them other than their looks. Like they have no fucking brains, no personality, no nothing, no skill, no appreciable skills. And then they just like, oh, poor me. Look at this. Look at how horrific this was. And it's never it's nothing. It it doesn't measure on the Richter scale one iota. But here it is. This is poor AOC. Getting her, I mean, this is like on the level of uh, January 6th. So I was joking that we need to start uh, the the July 14th Big Booty Latina uh, c uh, Committee, and I would I would do anything to get onto that 
uh, committee. I think this should be thoroughly investigated. We need to get to the bottom of this, and I am the man to do that job. But here we go. Here is uh, what all the hubbub is about in D.C. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite, AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Ooh, I love it, AOC. Hot, 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 like a tamale. She was like, let's get a selfie. And then comes back like some hours later. I like, I guess, I guess she must have seen it on Twitter or whatever and realized that it was like this, that he was a conservative comedian fucking with her. And she's like, I was going to hit him, but then. I decided to try to play it up and get a selfie. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think she knew exactly what was going on. He like, he seemed like a really enthusiastic fan at first. And so she's like, Oh, this guy's cheering for me. Let me go give him a selfie. And she goes up and does like a little peace sign. She's got her mask on, by the way. I I'm surprised that that didn't just protect her from all of this evilness. Had her mask on outside walking around. Uh, surprisingly, that doesn't stop you from uh, comedian hecklers. But yeah, she tweets this. Here's the video he posted of the incident. I was actually walking over to deck him because if no one will protect us, then I'll do it myself. But I need to catch a vote more than a case today. She walked over and put up a peace sign and said, let's take a selfie. That's what happened. But this is her reaction, like post more. Yeah, this is like hours later when she realized that she got fucking had. Um, and then, yeah, she has like other, we should pull up some of her other fucking overly dramatic tweets. Did you it's, see the one you know, where she's so like warning despicable. people that there's and, this guy out on the steps, ha ha uh, heckling people. And she's like, so she's like holding up her phone and she's like this guy over here and shows, shows him over her shoulder. And he's, he's down there on the steps and he goes like waves at her whenever she shows him on the camera. Like, I guarantee you he was down there watching her snap st Snapchat story as she was videoing that. And he was just like, oh, hey, she's talking about me. Hi. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was. I mean, and she goes into this whole thing about how she's being harassed. And this is so horrible. Poor AOC and her big booty. Looking, looking great walking up those steps. But this is like the spigot. This is the society we live in. Like, and there's no protection for her and blah, blah, blah. I can't believe the Capitol Police didn't stop this guy. I mean, dude, if I was walking up the steps and some chick was like fawning all over me like that, I would be pretty fucking, I'd be feeling real good. Uh, haven't you know, she I'd have and a little her spring in cohorts my in the Democratic oh, Party the been calling for their uh, followers to go like actively harass Supreme Court justices and Republican uh, Congress people. Uh, like, so it's okay if it's okay to encourage your own followers to go actually like legitimately harass people that you don't like. But if somebody is like standing on the steps having a joke at your expense, that's the that's like. Almost worse than almost worse than January sixth. Not quite, but we're getting there. Almost, yeah, yeah. I, I feel. I, I mean, this is a tragic situation for everybody involved. Uh, this is just. I feel so bad for her. Um, I, I, I'm sorry she had to go through this, but yes, we should be able to threat like 
actually threaten violence to anybody else that we disagree with. It's fine when we do it, obviously, because we have such a good cause. But the second something like this happens to me, and like you were saying, it's not even close to being on the level of of what she's been pressing, uh, you know, people to do to Kavanaugh and things like that. We touched a little bit about this on the last episode where she was like, look at me being harassed in this restaurant when somebody snapped a picture of her and this guy eating a hamburger. And that was like the extent of it. Um, she she will take the, the slightest thing and turn it into January 6th on fucking steroids. And that mentality drives me fucking crazy. What happened is like more videos of everybody else walking up the steps. I want to see what else this guy did. This is the only one that's getting all the fucking press, but I know he was ripping on like other congressmen and shit. And I would love to see them getting made fun of as well. He's hilarious. He uh, he regularly terrorizes his city council. Like he goes and does like uh, he did like a a rap at his city council meeting and does he uh, he dressed up in like a, a unitard and talked about how they wouldn't let him swim against high school girls in local meets and stuff. <laughs> and like, it, he does all kinds of crazy stuff. It's, it's really funny. And, and he has a YouTube channel. I'm surprised YouTube hasn't taken him down yet, but he has a YouTube channel and he does interviews and stuff. And he, he does really put out some good stuff. Uh, he's been on Tucker Carlson. Like it's anybody that like just pays a little bit of attention would know that he's doing this for shits and giggles. Like he's not serious about any of that stuff, but it, the yeah. way that the way that the left reacts to that is absolutely fucking insane. Where like whenever yeah. they do stuff, they're actually like, you know, burning down buildings and looting and rioting and blocking traffic. And all of that is perfectly fine. That's totally above board. If you go out and make fun of people and, and act in a, silly goofy humorous manner uh you are you are literally hitler yeah well it's justified on their end of course it's justified because they're they're right about everything they have this um righteous cause that they're working towards and they always take like like this is clearly a joke in good fun they have no fucking sense of humor about it <clears throat> this was hilarious anybody that saw this fucking laughed if you have a sense of humor there's something about just the way he talks too that is like really funny. I don't know his pitch and his like delivery. It was really fucking funny, and it's not like in there. You know they'll they'll take this and be like, oh yeah, like look at how men mistreat women, catcalling us all the time. Like that's not what this was. That's not what this was. Like why do you hurt your cause by conflating this with like you being harassed as you walk down the street? Um, I, and I've always, you know, I, I've never been like a guy to like cat call women. I always think that's like a really fucking low class move. And I, I do understand how that would get really obnoxious if you're just walking down the street and guys are like whistling and, and whatever. But like, dude, this is, that's not what this is. This is a fucking guy making fun of fucking political figures that, that deserve this and more in my opinion. I mean, and, I'll and they, call they, other dudes. They'll actually take it well and, and uh, you know, play along with the joke. But you, you, you definitely don't catcall women these days. That's that's like asking to get uh, to get police called on you. No, no right. women seem to have a sense of humor anymore. No. And, well, the other thing is that, you know, men get so few compliments. <laughs> like, 
that they would welcome it. I, I'm sorry, like women are fucking spoiled. They are fucking spoiled. They get complimented all the time. They get hit on all the time. That's always a boost to your fucking ego. And men, most of the time, we just get rejected and made fun of. And so when we do get a compliment, like if I got catcalled, I'd be like, all right, that's cool. Whatever. Like they're into it. I, I get catcalled by like fucking gay guys all the time. And it's like a little flattering. Uh, it's a little flattering, but <laughs> like this gay, this fucking drunk gay dude came up to me at this, uh, at this restaurant the other day and he's like trying to get my number and shit. And I'm like, dude, get away from me. <laughs> just, <laughs> all right. Just be straight up with them. Tell them like, there's no way that you're ever going to get a piece of this, but if you want to buy me drinks and try your luck, you're welcome to do it. You, yeah. you can get a lot yeah. of free drinks out of it. Yeah. If you try to get me drunk. Right? <laughs> try to get me drunk and take advantage of me. I will drink you under the fucking table. Uh, that's happened as well. Uh, but, but yeah, the restaurant actually had to like remove this guy because he was like harassing me. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is like so such a horrible experience. I thought it was like kind of funny. I played along for a little bit, but then I was like, all right, dude, now you got to leave. Like I've, I've turned you down. Move on. Uh, but yeah, it's even from a gay guy. It's nice to get a compliment every once in a while. Um yeah, sometimes I want to take pictures with me when I walk down the beach. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll do that. <laughs> we can take a picture. I don't give a shit. You are it's very fine. pretty. Thank you. <laughs> I wish I get that that attention from women, but it's it's mostly just gay dudes out here. But the the thing is, like, I'm dude. This is a big problem with men. Like, you know that uh that Jordan Peterson clip where he's just like he's talking to that chick and she's like, oh, you know, the patriarchy, society, and poor women this, poor women that. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like men are like twice as likely to commit suicide, five times more likely to be in prison. Like they're more depressed. They're working like worse jobs. Like all, he just like runs down all of the stats and women are sitting there like they, they've had it. I mean, like granted in the past, you know, they were like second class citizens, but like these days dude, to be a woman, and a beautiful woman at that, like you never have, it's like Costanza, beautiful women. You never see them lift anything over five pounds. Like they just, everything is like on, is there for the taking if they want it. And yet they find these little things to harp on. Like they have it so rough. And I'm just like, dude, give me a fucking break. There are, there are very, like there are men like, you know, like 30, 35 year old men that are like, have never had sex with a woman. They are depressed. They're like living in their parents' fucking basement. Nobody compliments them. They just get made fun of constantly. And they're, you know, they're very, very fucking sad in their lives. And they've had it much harder than like the AOCs of the world. It, the fact that AOC would complain about anything. She's on a fucking gravy train with biscuit wheels. And the idea that anything, like she would complain about anything to me is absolutely ridiculous and i can't stand cannot stand people like that her retarded politics aside well and they're not even trying to hide uh the advantages that women and minorities and all of those are getting now like there was did you see the job application that it, it gave like all the job criteria and the expectations and then it said very clearly that people of color um, and what is it like, um, sexually diverse, whatever, like those, uh, those people will be, will receive first 
consideration for the job. So be sure to identify, be sure to self-identify on your application because if you are uh, LGBTQ plus whatever or um, of some ethnic diversity or whatever, uh, female, you're going to get first dibs on these jobs. Like they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Like at, at least the, uh, you know, kind of the, the idea of affirmative action was that you knew that it was going on, but they weren't just like out there in your face with it. Now they're just going to be, they're coming out there in your face. Like if you basically what they should say is if you're a cis white man, don't even fucking bother. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we're being demonized and uh, like whatever. Okay. Like, um, the, uh, I do have that Jordan Peterson clip. Should we play it? I want to play this, and then we'll go into the, that article that uh, Robbie the Fire posted about the um, the gender gap. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. That'd be a good. Uh... All right, let's play this here. Well, that's my idea of the patriarchy, which is a, a system of male dominance of society. Yeah, but that's not my sense of the patriarchy. So, what's, what's yours? Well, in what sense is our society male dominated? Uh, the fact that the vast majority of wealth is owned by men, the vast majority of capital and is owned by men. Women do more unpaid it's a labor. Very, very tiny proportion of men and a huge proportion of people who are seriously disaffected are men. Most people in prison are men. Most people who are uh, on the street are men. Most victims of violent crime are men. Most people who commit suicide are men. Uh, most men, most people who die in wars are men. People who do worse in school are men. It's like Where's the dominance here precisely? What you're doing is you're taking a tiny substrata of hyper-successful men and using that to represent the entire structure of, the, of Western society. There's nothing about that that's vaguely appropriate. But I could say equally well, the most rape victims are women. You know, terrible things happen to people of both sexes. And you could say that with, with, with perfect utility, but that doesn't provide any evidence for the existence of a male-dominated patriarchy. Well, there it are... just means that terrible things happen to both genders, which they certainly do. But there are almost no women who rape men, for example. So that is an asymmetry there in sexual violence. Well, yes, there's an, as there's an asymmetry in all sorts of places, but that doesn't mean that Western culture is a male-dominated patriarchy. The fact that... All right. I think you get the point, but I just thought, I always thought that was a great fucking response. He's like, all right, yeah, you guys have it so bad. Here are all the things that suck that men go through and we just don't complain about it. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Well, and like where she kept trying to go with, uh, like the rape stuff and everything like that. It's like, okay, you can also look at, I mean, he, he brought it up himself. Like if you look at the, the violent crime, the, uh, like murder statistics, homelessness and poverty and stuff like that like the disproportionality of male to female in that can it kind of makes the whole rape thing a wash like okay you've got this one thing to hang your hat on what about this 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 like okay yeah males generally speaking uh make more money and that is like that's not dis or uh, that's not necessarily wrong but when you actually look at the statistics and you look at the jobs that males are going into as opposed to the jobs that females are going into, then it starts to really make sense. Like it's not, there's not a gender pay gap. There's men choose to do certain jobs and those jobs tend to have a higher pay. It's not like if you look at, in fact, and it's probably going to be part of what you're going to talk about from, from Robbie. But like, if you look at men and women doing the exact same job, a lot of times it's either equal or women are making more. It, like the right. gender pay gap is not comparing apples to apples. It's comparing this construction worker 
who is literally putting his life at risk every single day and doing like extremely uh, like skill required jobs versus a secretary who sits at a desk and types. And I'm not saying that typing isn't something that requires some skill. I mean, I, I know plenty of people who couldn't type to save their lives, but it's not the same as, you know, jacking up I or put, you know, hanging I beams and welding and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the gender pay gap is complete bullshit. They don't account for anything. They don't even take into account hours worked when they're comparing salaries. It's like this guy worked 80 hours, he worked 40, even more money, gender pay gap. It's bullshit. Um, and this, this article here, this Robbie, the fire posted this and, uh, I, I just, I thought it was, I actually haven't read the whole thing yet. The headline caught my eye because it says it will take 132 years to close the gender gap, according to this report. And I, I was joking on Twitter. I was like, those last two years is where all the, the real work gets done. <laughs> like, how you come up with 132 is, is beyond me. But it says the economic and social consequences of the pandemic and geopolitical conflict have have paused progress and worsened outcomes for women and girls around the world and risk creating permanent scarring in the labor market. Uh, that's from the managing director of the World Economic Forum. So at a glance, we'll hit the bullet points here. The uh, annual report found that the global gender gap closed by 68%, and at that pace, it will take 132 years to reach full parity. Now, I, I don't, without going deeper into the article, I don't know how they uh, quantify parity. Maybe they'll talk about that. In North America, the gender gap closed by 76.9%, but still leaves 167 million women facing the gender gap. Now, maybe they'll tell us what they consider the gender gap to be here. There have been struggles close to close the gap in gender equality in the last year as the world experienced a pandemic, skyrocketing inflation, climate change, and more. A new global report has found that in, 22, in 2022, the gender gap closed by, okay, 68%. We talked about that. Um, They're uh, examining four key categories, economic participation and opportunity, educational attainment, health and survival, and political empowerment. Okay, now just thinking about those four off the bat, I, I don't know. I mean, education attainment, more women are going to college than men in the U.S. Uh, health and survival, they live on average like seven years longer than men. I'm surprised uh, Jordan Peterson didn't bring that up. Uh, political empowerment, I mean, we have the AOCs of the world. <laughs> So I, I don't know. It sounds like this gap is rapidly closing, if it even exists. The results revealed that though more women around the world have moved into paid work and leadership positions, um, there have been plenty more setbacks. The economic and social consequences of the pandemic and geopolitical conflict caused uh, worse outcomes, risk uh, creating permanence. I already read that quote. God, I hate it when they put quotes in here twice. It's like, dude, just give me the fucking article so I don't double read shit. So one of the things that it's uh, I would expect, I haven't read through the whole thing either. Um, one of the things that they will likely get into is how during the pandemic, the whole work from home thing and uh, especially the whole schools being closed thing, it pushed a lot of women to drop out of the workforce. And then, and then once they dropped out of the workforce, 
They also started looking at homeschooling. They started looking at options to work from home that don't necessarily put them back in the workforce. So it like it really kind of changed a lot of those dynamics, and it gave women options and, and put a lot of women in a position where they chose not to go back after or you know once they had the opportunity so that's something that is uh that has damaged the whole gender pay gap is that women chose to go be mothers and wives instead of being uh workers and that i don't know i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing i have a great deal of respect and appreciation for the fact that my wife works uh, like it has afforded us having two incomes has afforded us a lot of opportunity that me alone with my salary wouldn't necessarily. But at the same time, like if she wanted to just stay home and be a full-time mother, we can make it work. It's not, you know, it's not outside of the, the realm of possibility. And that's where women are starting to go back to what's considered like the traditional, uh, the trad wife type of a thing. Like, they're acting like, especially the incredibly progressive side of all of this, they act like this is some, like, step back into middle, medieval times and that it's this huge regression for women. If women are choosing to do that on their own, that seems more like an empowerment type of thing, not a, because because they have the ability to do it. Like, otherwise, they, I, I, would, uh, I think they would feel like they're being forced into the workforce to do this, and now they have the opportunity to do what they choose to do not what they feel like they have an obligation yeah. to do. Like that's that's imp- right. that's women's yeah. empowerment, not not women being repressed. Yeah, yeah, they've got it ass backwards, and they were they were fucking bamboozled. Basically, what happened was um, with Lyndon Johnson's Great Society, the guns and butter economy, the government fucking spending all this money and going off of the uh, going off the gold standard, that the the incredible inflation of the nineteen seventies. Like you used to be able to watch these old shows, you know, you used to be able to raise a fucking family of like six kids on just the dad's like construction worker salary or something like that. You know, he's like a blue, uh, you know, a white collar, blue collar worker with like a media, you know, like a mediocre job. And he's raising an entire family and the, the mom would stay home and raise the kids and like you're there's tremendous amount of value there. Like I don't know how you quantify that having your your mom around to raise your own kids. Um to me that's far more important than than any income that that they could they could bring in, you know, material goods. There's a lot of intangibles there. But they would have, you know, she would stay home and they would have like a a, a nanny, you know, like the Brady punch. Um and what happened was like inflation destroyed that that man's salary and in order to maintain some standard of living the women were forced to go into the labor force and the because the government did this government monetary policy did this they billed it to women as like hey you're being empowered because now you can go into the workforce and have a career and I, like that was always an option I mean, it was harder for women to break into a lot of these like manly circles or whatever. My mom was one of them, but like that was always an option when you ha- like the government loves to take away options and say you're being empowered. And, you know, and like when you have options, you're being repressed, like you were saying. So they were forced into the the labor force to make ends meet. And now they're being told that like, yeah, like career this, be a career woman, like you can have kids later if you want. And I, I think a lot of women 
were unhappy with it. Like, right, I would love to be a fucking stay-at-home dad. I think that would be the fucking tits, honestly. Like, taking care, like, cooking, doing the laundry, whatever, like, listening to podcasts all day while she goes out and uh, brings home the bacon. Going to fucking work sucks, man. But, um... Well, you are very pretty. You could probably find you a good bull that would uh, let you do that if, if that was what you wanted. Oh, how dare you reduce me down to just my looks. Um, what was I saying? Um, but yeah, having the option to do that is empowerment. Being forced to work because you can't put food on the table and you need two incomes now because the Federal Reserve destroyed the value of your paycheck. That is not empowerment. And I, I think a lot of women w- like took this line from the government and and took this path, and now they're like thirty eight or you know they're geriatric pregnancies. They have like cats instead of kids. They don't have a family, but yeah, they have a they have a career, I guess, and they they're fe- feeling very unfulfilled. I, I think they're realizing that they got fucking bamboozled once again by the government and and now they blame they're trying to blame men the patriarchy for this the patriarchy had nothing to do with this this is the government the government fucked you over they did this to you they they lied to you you bought the lie you lived the life that they told you to live and it turns out it sucked it sucked you're unhappy you're unfulfilled um you, you know families are falling apart the kids are i mean look at the kids today they they could really use some uh, some parents in the household, and yeah, they they did this whole thing, and it has nothing to do with the patriarchy. Okay, I'm not oppressing any women over here. I'm just I'm just going about my business, and yeah, this is uh, it is more empowering to be able to choose to go to work or choose to stay home than being forced to do uh, forced into the labor force in order to put food on your table, and unfortunately. I think a lot with inflation running the way it is now, uh, at least for the foreseeable future, a lot of women that were staying home are going to have to pick up a, a second job or something like that. So talking about like the, the lack of fulfillment of these career women, this is something that's actually been talked about fairly, I don't want to say like really, really regularly or frequently, but there have been a number of articles in like a, the Atlantic and Salon and some of these other uh, news publications that, that they talk about women and feeling unsatisfied in the workforce and like kind of feeling this, um, there's like a, to some extent, there's a mental health crisis going on in working women that they're, uh, they've kind of been pushed into this belief that they need to be you know successful and, and do all of these things that are not actually satisfying or, or like life sustaining or fulfilling and so there's like this uh, this crisis of not knowing who they are or what they should be doing with their lives. It's it's really kind of sad. I've I've covered a couple of them on on my show back several months ago. It's like it, it's there's a huge mental health crisis in general for adults in this country. Like men go through it with a number of different things, uh, just because of like the way society is kind of um, being propped up to demonize men in every way possible but then women are also going through it because there's there's a like a crisis of identity for women and that they're being pushed into these more masculine roles and they're not feeling satisfied fulfilled in what they're doing with their lives it's like i hate to be the the trad dude but like maybe there is something to be said for you know 
traditional male and female roles and kind of the way that um, society organized itself historically. I don't know. People, they, people seem to have that shit sort of figured out throughout history. And we've decided to upend that and, and flip it over on its head. And then we're, then we're just like completely flabbergasted when everybody is going through this huge mental health crisis. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think the, the end result of all this like retarded gender non-binary bullshit is going to be a lot of unhappiness and it's going to, we're going to revert back to the way, uh, to traditional gender roles. Like I really think, you know, if, if it wasn't stigmatized by this like government propaganda machine, women would be happy being women. Like, why are they trying to be men? Why are they like, it's not fun being men uh, for the most part, like uh, Jordan Peterson was pointing out. And when you're trying to be something you're not, because that's what somebody else is telling you, you should be doing. That's not a good recipe for success or happy. Like you got to figure out what, what it is that you want. Don't be listening to some third party telling you this is what you should be doing. And this is empowerment. And this is that. Uh, just whatever you want to do, go do it. Like some women will be happier taking on a more masculine uh, type of role. And some women would like to be very feminine uh, traditionally. That's fine. Like, why are you listening to the government of all entities, to the propaganda machine that's telling you that this is wrong, that traditional gender roles are, uh, are uh, like wrong and discriminating and oppressive that's all bullshit. It's not like we don't appreciate uh, what typical, like a, a typical traditional woman's role is. Most men actually would really enjoy that. And it's not because it's like we want to keep women down or something. We value that. It's like it's something that's important to us. And we realize that there's a lot of value in that. It has nothing to do with keeping women down. Uh, th- that's retarded. It's absolutely retarded. It's about bringing society up. It's not about keeping women down. And we're watching society crumble under the weight of all of this social justice warrior, blue haired bullshit. And and like all of these women, they're, they're starting to realize. And unfortunately it's too late for them. They're realizing at like 45 that this was not the path that they wanted to take. And that's very unfortunate, but don't be, don't be blaming the patriarchy for this. There's nothing to do with it. Blame the idiots that told you that you were supposed to do that. And now like you're, you're, you know, you have your one bedroom apartment, like a high rise in the city and a couple cats and, you know, a career, like a meaningless career. Like most people work for the paycheck. Uh, it's, it's very unfulfilling to just get it. There's a lot more to life than just money and and uh like a job of some sort and yeah that's like these memes where it's like women in their 30s like the the butterfly meme it's like it's it's a dog and it's like is this a baby kind of thing like they're they've replaced that they've replaced children with animals um they we've completely fucked this up in my humble opinion and it's just sad that so many um people have been bamboozled into this position and it's yeah, I I would consider it a tragedy, and we're gonna have to. Um, there's gonna be a lot of pain associated with that. It's like along with the economic pain, we have like a cultural pain that we're gonna have to go through because there's like sort of a delayed day of reckoning that comes with this sort of uh, approach to life. 
And it's something that you see play out throughout history. Like this, the things that are happening here in the U.S. today are not new. They're not unusual. It's it's why I've been saying for twenty fucking years that we're we are living through the fall of Rome because everything that's happening now is stuff that's happened before. Uh, we won't go into Weimar or, or anything like that post World War Two or uh, pre World War Two, but. Do a little bit of research on history. Like the things that we see happening today have happened throughout history, and and they always end in a certain way. It's not like this is unusual or something new. It's something that um, just a little yeah. bit of research will tell you what's going to happen. And I, I don't understand why um, why they keep pushing it when it's like, oh, it's the socialism argument. It's like, well, that's not real socialism. That hasn't that hasn't actually been tried. It's like, well, you know, this isn't real progressivism. That hasn't actually been tried. It's like, well, it actually has been tried multiple times throughout history, and it always ends in the collapse of society. But whatever, you know, let's let's give it another whirl. Maybe you got maybe you figured it out this time. Yeah, just because you're changing something that was always the way of doing it doesn't mean it's progress. Like just because you label something progressive doesn't mean you're progressing towards something good, uh, towards something that's better. There's a reason we got to the point where we are, and it's not, like it, it's amazing to me that there's a group of people that look at like how far we've come as a society and what got us there, and they're like, "That's all. Th- that's the problem there. Uh, all that free market capitalism and uh, the patriarchy and traditional women's roles like that really fucked up the world. I mean, look at where we were. We were all like living on a dollar a day on fucking farms, riding horses for thousands of years." And then we did this experiment and this crazy thing. And look at us now. We, we need to get away from that. We need to get away from all this tradition, this evil, oppressive tradition. And we need to embrace this retarded ideology that has uh, it has no moral compass. It has no like theory behind it. It's, it's literally just a bunch of nonsense that they're making up as they go along. And every time you poke a hole in it, they have to come up with like another convoluted explanation for for whatever they're talking about. It's it's a lot like Keynesian economics, where it's just like, oh, we, we didn't think stagflation was possible. No, it is. Look at the fucking 70s. And it's like, all right, well, um, here's our convoluted explanation for that. And we just keep going at it. We're just going to keep round and round until the whole thing fucking collapses and uh, I I don't know. I you have to be able to. Uh, we can laugh at it because I think we've insulated ourselves from a lot of the damage. At least I hope we have. I've been working towards doing that. Um, so it's you know you got to laugh at some some tragedy to uh, stay sane. But this is I mean this is going to be bad in, in every aspect of life, uh, economic, uh, cultural. That there's going to be a lot of turmoil coming. Yeah. So like, let's let's just keep ignoring history until we bring it all the way to its full fruition and and then we'll try to explain that away too yeah well nobody yeah nobody studies history properly for the most part because it's here in government schools so but but yeah I, i remember i had this like history teacher who would uh he was like talking about like why it wasn't he was asking us why it was important to study history like why are you doing this 
And somebody said, because like history repeats itself and I would like historical perspective and I want to learn from our past mistakes. And he's like, no, no, no. I forget what his fucking retarded answer to that was, but he's like, no, that's not, that's not why we should study history. I was like, all right, well then why should we just so that we know what happened with nothing? Like we can't use that to learn and project into the future or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, just, just to know the dates and things. It's just like, no, that's, that's not it. That's not it. We're not like very complex creatures. We like to pretend that we are, you know, because we, 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 uh, we look around and we like to think that we're, we're these very complex creatures that are so sophisticated. And, and we, what we really need to do is look at us like another species. Like we'll look at like a, the, like a lion and be like, this is the female lion and this is what the female lion does and that's what the male lion does and this is that and that is this and there's no like gray area there. There's no like judging or uh, moralizing that. We need to look at ourselves as just another fucking species and stop trying to come up with all these ridiculous explanations and uh, <laughs> I don't know, blurring the lines of, of fact. It's, uh, we are, we are as fucking basic as all of these other animals. We just have more complex brains. I got in a, a gun control argument with a, a friend a few years ago, and I was talking about how, like, throughout history, violence has occurred. It's not something that is new to guns. And just because you think that you can control guns doesn't mean you're going to control any of these, like, violent acts or the things that you're bringing up. Like, that's, that is historically proven that, People, violent people find a way to be violent, regardless of how you attempt to uh, control or negate that. And his argument was that we've we've evolved past or we've evolved past that point as a species. It's like, no, we haven't. All you have to do is look at like literally everything that's gone on for just the last ten or fifteen years. Like we have not. Yeah. That this is a, at its core who we are as a species. Like we. We haven't. We we're and, not yeah, better we've than insulated that. We're exactly that. We just have fancier so, gadgets. But now. like parts of the world, there, there's a lot of violence going on, and it's usually uh, instituted by governments. Imagine that. Um, the biggest perpetrators of violence are governments, and it's all for political bullshit that they never have to feel the consequences of. It, it, it's always the peons that suffer it. But yeah, we need to look at these pro. Like we need to evaluate the human species like we would anything else. And you look at a problem, if we have a problem with the lions. It's like, this is what the problem is. Here's a solution for it. Um, instead of like thinking that we're, we're so like superior and um, complex that simple solutions won't fix what's wrong with us. But it, it's pretty obvious uh, to me what is wrong with society and what needs to be fixed. And uh, hopefully it will start occurring to all these people before it's too late, uh, before they're, they're, you know, pushing 50 and alone and miserable and depressed with nothing but cats to, uh, to play with. Every time they bring up the, the gender pay gap and stuff like that, like they don't have valid talking points. They have yeah. stuff that has literally been disproven or completely debunked over and over again, but it's the only thing that they have. So they just run with it all the time because they know it's like the fact checking thing. I mean, they know that 99% of the people aren't going to take the time to look into it further than just what's on, just what's on the article in front of them. So you can, you can just lie through your teeth and you have no, you have no expectation of accountability because nobody's going to call you on it. And the people who do call you on it, they will be conspiracy theories. I, 
I've been called a conspiracy yeah. theorist well, well, three we'll times. We'll check back in in on 132 years and see if we've reached parody. Whatever the fuck that means. Uh, they, they don't define it in the article. I don't know if they defined it in the study that they were talking about. Um, but yeah, the, the whole gender pay gap is complete bullshit. And if you want to know why, it's a real simple. Because everybody that believes in the gender pay gap or the gender gap uh, also believe that you know the world is run by this patriarchy capitalist pigs. So if a capitalist pig can pay a woman 72, 77 cents on the dollar for what a man would do the exact same job for, and they love their profits, they would just do that. They would hire nothing but women. Uh, and it turns out you just can't do that. It, it just doesn't work. And that alone disproves this whole fucking thing. You, you're either capitalist pigs or uh, there's a gender pay gap. You can't have it both ways. Like if you're a capitalist pig, you're hiring fucking women to do everything because you're saving 23% off the bat, according to their ridiculous argument. And with that, and if you're not willing to uh, take, if you're willing to sacrifice that 23% off the top in businesses where the margins are paper thin, like the restaurant industry and things like that, uh, especially if you're just starting up, then you're not a capitalist pig. I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, yeah, anything the government tells you is complete bullshit, including that 10-year-old girl story. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> now, we'll we'll see what happens with that. I think he's being arraigned in like uh, a week or so. I'll I'll keep an eye out for that DNA evidence cuz I want to see I want to see the proof that they didn't just bamboozle like pick up some poor fucking illegal immigrant and be like this is what you did. Admit to it. Who knows what they fucking told this guy. So, I don't know. Let's uh let's wrap there though cuz it's it's Friday morning. It's 11 a.m. here. I'm going to rip on some jet skis today and uh hopefully we won't have another disastrous day like we did on Tuesday losing an anchor. I lost my god oh fuck, I lost my sunglasses. Yeah, it fell right off my fucking head. <sighs> lost my brand new Maui gems. Oh, that, oh, that's the other thing. I'm going to rant about this probably in the next day or so, but like when you tell somebody something, I would tell somebody I was like, "Oh fuck, I just lost my <laughs> I just lost my sunglasses on the jet ski. He's like, oh, well, you should wear like a cheap pair when you're doing stuff like that. Yes, I know that. Thank you. Thank you very much for that valuable piece of information. It was a risk. It was a calculated risk. I had 54 hours on this thing without losing my sunglasses. I thought I could pull it off, and I didn't. I'm just looking for a little sympathy. I'm not looking for a retarded talking point that I know I should have taken a cheap pair instead of my nice pair and rolled with that. Thank you for pointing out the obvious as well as the incredibly obvious. Go fuck yourself. Happy Friday, everybody. We'll get out of here on that. You got anything to plug, Justin? Oh, if you're not a fan of the police, you should probably tune into my show on Monday. I'll be uh, with some of the reports and stuff that have come out over the last week or so. Right. I yeah, decided to have me a good police. fuck the police rant. So All that'll right. be Monday's and, episode. Uh, follow of us on podcast. Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Become a supporting listener of the show, and you can get all the wonderful benefits of that. We need to do a, a little more things, uh, a couple more things for our supporting listeners. Let me, I'm going to try to work on that this year, but we do that the happy hour every other Friday. And I will, dude, I will drink with you guys all night long. As long as you want to stay on there, I will, I will booze it up with you. I got plenty of stuff uh, to keep me lubricated here. And we usually go pretty late if people want to. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. You uh, become a supporting listener. I will link to that in the description. And you can set up any denomination that you want. Like as little as a dollar a month, I will take that and that will get you in. 
So um, join the private Facebook group. There's a lot of good memes on there. And I, oh, dude, I can't wait for the big booty Latina memes. Those are going to be fantastic. And yeah, do all that for us. And we will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. (laughs) And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.